You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. So this is the end of, well, it's the end for us, at least of 2021. It is. One. We're nearly yeah. on, we're on the cusp of 2022. Yes. Yes. And yeah. what a, what a great year it looks. <laughs> it's, uh, it's shaping up to be already. Yeah, full isn't it? of certainty. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I feel I can just, um, you know, I guess this time of year, I always get, have a bit of a laugh because you get the, the predictions for the future. But what I, what I've, I'm probably a bit weird this way. I like to kind of listen to the ones that were made this time last year and then kind of you know you actually look at how many of it came through and i reckon it's probably two percent are actually on on the money but those are the ones that tend to stick in everyone's everyone's minds like oh yeah they were right they were right about that so like every podcast i tend to listen to you know they all do this kind of prediction stuff and you look back on it you're like they're all full of crap when they actually kind of look forward but i think you know your point around that we just live in a world of uncertainty probably we always did but it felt maybe a bit more static for sure and i think it's a sort of strategy that a a few podcasters really do to really i don't know do a shotgun of prediction yeah and whatever sticks in the future (laughs) if we were right we were right and it sort of ties it ties that narrative together about being all right so pat what's your prediction (laughs) (laughs) it's a certain future yeah yeah. In an uncertain time. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. No, I reckon it's, you know, you can't you can't predict it. You can just kind of, you know, back back your way to kind of make make sense of it, I I think is, you know, one of the things that yeah, people probably need to focus a bit more on in, in their own minds is that the path you're on is probably the path you should be on, right? In mm-hmm. terms of kind of working through it and just trying to kind of see how stuff evolves around you and this ability to kind of read and respond rather than kind of predict and kind of pontificate around where where it's going i think our world would be much better off if we focused on the read and re kind of respond part of that yeah that's an interesting one and then that key bit is to understanding where you are so sort of setting that that goal objective or that strategy to work through that uncertainty i suppose which helps you almost dream into the future and help that become a reality in some form yeah you know because you need some sale but you need to true be able to you respond honestly to what's going on. Yeah. And as we all know, you know, Sandrine, my partner, was talking about this running a business. She's like, it is just a wild thing what people do. Hmm. She was dropping off some stock, Signet Perfumery shout out. Um, and she was just like, it was, she was dropping off some stock to these guys who were just starting out this new place down in Rosebud, trying to really get a hub in an industrial estate. It's quite a challenge. Um, and they're doing lots of different workshops and things here. And she's just like, this is... And she, we've lived on Cape Shank. We've been isolated for two years pretty much. <laughs> so it's the first time exiting as mum. Not yeah. really, but, you know, getting into it. And she's just like, this is wild. Like what people do business-wise, how we all keep this afloat, how we all dream these realities and make it happen. She sort of was in full of awe of what they were doing and amazed at how she could do it. And mm just realizing how uncertain it is that but how amazing people are that they can just keep going and pushing sort of this dream this vision through and that's what a lot of business owners do and a lot of families and a lot of people do but what hit me there was that i think a lot of people who run businesses have lived with that uncertainty to a degree that people have felt throughout the last couple of years but it hasn't been spoken about in terms Mm. of 
your health risks and everything else that comes with that community sort of cohesion and every yeah. other spill out from that but that uncertain element is yeah. there yeah definitely i mean what's what's your take on you know kind of you know when you look forward like just putting it just putting it out there right so this you know i think a lot of what people you know the big change i've really seen you know beyond anything else is that we now talk about you know if you kind of much more openly about uncertainty but this also this i you know that i see a lot is that people really can be quite certain around kind of their intention and then see that see that reaction but i mean what what do you kind of think about like just putting out like if you have goals for the year putting them out there what do you you know are you a believer in in that huge believer huge believer um yeah another moment i did it last year i've been trying to get in the headspace to cast for my goals and Mm. objectives and lessons that i want to learn for 2022 but i read back over 2021 and was amazed about what i'd achieved and setting those goals it's there was almost like little train tracks that you make for yourself or like markers where you want to get to and you build those tracks and you take the train whatever you whatever <laughs> whatever you metaphor are, you know what yep, i mean but you I get do. you're moving there it's not like you're there but you have to work towards it it's all stepping stones and i was um amazed by what was there i read it out to my partner again um yeah. uh, and i was like wow a lot of that has happened like most of it 80 percent and it was a long list um and broken into like goals objectives and things um and my dad has always said you know if you can create a vision Mm. you'll end up there and that was very much this was a small little micro ones and it happened like it happens and i think there was a conversation with a, a futurist who was saying like what they really found powerful about this pandemic it sort of opened up this this idea that the future is certain and it's actually opened it up to the reality that the future isn't but what you think of the future comes to fruition so what we really should be taking these chances to really imagine into possible futures because they're the ones that come to reality so like if you can really take that powerful and to dream a dream that you want to live is quite a hard thing to do if you take it seriously like how do you want to be in five years, ten years? Like it's a, yeah, it's a hard thing to actually do. It is, it is, and it's a, it's a trip, isn't it? But it's like, a, you know, I often think about it. A lot of people kind of describe that sort of stuff as like, the the universe kind of gives back what you what you put in. Whereas I tend to think about it more about it's actually it's about that life is kinetic, and and what I mean by that is that it's just a, it's a simple reality of physics in terms of that something in motion tends to stay in motion, something that is static tends to stay static, and something that is kind of declining tends to stay in in that space and get stuck in its own in its own vortex but if you're able to kind of look look forward and kind of have that clarity of where you're actually putting your energy towards i think it does really really help you know as you're saying manifest what the future could could be in terms of but if but it's the clarity of vision piece i think that most people don't spend enough time you know this this time of year kind of reflecting upon or any time of year really so you know like you know i do have you know 
yeah predictions suck i think basically just to just to cut through it all and predictions suck because there's someone else's narrative i think that's the thing you've got to be really really careful careful about this Mm. this time of year is that people are like oh it's going to be this this next year this is what's going to happen etc whereas if you just sit back and say this is what i would like to see happen inside my world and kind of knowing that you know we live in a world that's got a changing climate that we're kind of you know community cohesion you know we've got to fight for all of these things but you can be a part of that inside your own way it doesn't mean that you have to make huge impacts across the board but even like simple things you know like if you're using 10 percent less water you put a bit of solar on your roof you know you kind of don't leave your car running in front of the coffee shop or whatever that is is that those are all little changes towards exactly the same thing and the future then does present itself mm. Mm. so you're a big believer that kinetic and magnetic yeah. sort of where you're looking is where you go it's a bit like surfing hey yeah yeah for sure for sure and like i think that you know um surfing's a great metaphor for a lot of things in life because it actually is about kinetic energy um you know it's about transference of energy from one form which is a wave to another form which is a board with another form on top of it which is it which is a human human being but the idea about you know i think surfing if you had to describe one thing which is what i you know say to people as they progress in surfing is that it's all about forward momentum right so if you are not forward you know in terms of actually the way that you're looking or the way that you're actually set up on a board you're going backwards and because the wave doesn't want you to be going backwards it's going forward and it wants you to project Mm. with it and life is the same yeah it's true and depends what fins you got on what mindset you got on (laughs) the way you want to draw your draw your line it does yeah Yeah, it's beautiful i was thinking off the back of our conversations i wanted to start yeah we were talking into meaning casting Mm. and i had a hoot last episode when we spoke about meaningless that we're like traveling through this uh, atmosphere this what the universe is where the universe exists and how fast we're all moving and moving separating at a phenomenal speed and when you go down that narrative you realize that life is meaningless but then throughout this podcast we realize we are creatures of creating meaning like it's how we exist it's how uniquely human Mm. um from our perspective i haven't spoken to many other animals to fully get their (laughs) understanding on it oh there's a lot of kangaroos out here yeah Yeah. so yeah Yeah. i've tried (laughs) they're just not interested (laughs) they're just like shut up Uh, yeah so here we are Mm. and we were trying to figure out what the future of work is yeah and it's always around meaning so to define meaning, hmm. what is meaning really? So, meaning today can mean lots of different things, but yeah. I had three down. All right, you go. Environment, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Social, political, value alignment. Yep. And family. But what underlies that all is feeling part of something bigger than yourself. Correct, correct. And so there's a real opportunity for businesses and organizations to be able to communicate and actually enhance that meaning for individuals if they understand what that is. I think so. I think so. So that I I look at meaning as, you know, broadly what what you're talking about that I guess if you if you think about most things in life is that 
it's empty, right? So if you start with that simple, simple premise in terms of that, you know, we live on this very, very small rock inside of this very, very large con container, but then inside, <laughs> but yep. then inside of all of that, what, um, what you can start to explore is that really human meaning has always been about these things, mm. right? So it's, it's about our response to an environment. It's about our response to kind of the way that we interact with one another in terms of in a, in a broad group setting, what are the rules of the road, so to speak. But then it's, it's also about how we connect with our family, right? And kind of how our close tribe actually, actually works together. And it's been forever thus. Then the big question in that is that what forms is our life actually, actually taking? So what I find has really shifted. So if you look back to kind of, you know, 50s, 60s, it was all about the nuclear family, kind of you know, the construct as we've spoken before about kind of basically this um, kind of military um, kind of management style. You go to, go to work at nine, you finish at five. Whereas now what we're starting to try to figure out and companies are, I think, struggling with this, but then mm -hmm. also some of them are really starting to resolve it is that so what happens when family is kind of, you know, non kind of it's a non-binary construct any anymore. But I think it was always thus. It's just it's more accepted and, and spoken about now. What happens when maybe in a knowledge economy you don't need to kind of it's not hours based? How do you make sense of that? And then at a kind of I think the piece that we're really struggling with is then how do we actually coalesce around all of these things in terms of having a big idea and a big narrative that we all actually believe in and then the companies that are doing that well are kind of tackling it through exactly what you're touching on is that it's our relationship to earth it's our relationship as kind of citizens how we can actually create impact etc and that's that's the part though that used to be broadly the role of kind of nation and it's now becoming more company mm. it's an interesting space and then coupled with where we're heading in digitally and like managers and everyone trying to understand that new construct what mm. that is like yeah. no one's written the rule book so to speak no so there is such opportunity to really innovate in that space but openly always open source comes back and just learning from each other if you have that culture i think that's when you can really thrive but to be able to develop that is mm. going to be tricky yeah yeah and it, it's it's the bigger it's the bigger meaning in inside of all of that so I, you know i guess i i see probably two forms that are that are working at at the moment i think it's it's one is this kind of um you know we come together to complete a project because we're all skilled and the meaning is actually in in the outcome and it's almost it's kind of like a building site where like a good building site not some knock-up kind of place out in tarnit or something like that but where there's actually craft yeah Cheers, Johnny. Um, enjoy, enjoy those gray roofs. Um, but I think the, um, yeah, which is appalling, but that's a whole other episode. Um, but get kind of getting into um, that idea that there's, there's craft for each person. Like if you watch like a kind of, like a nice building site. Every single person there is a crafts person at, at some level. There's a real art and beauty, but then there's also, there's a um, cohesion in terms of what they're trying to build together. There's almost like an energy, right? You kind of see that, you know, the person kind of doing the grading, then the site set out, just kind of done it perfectly. So therefore the person who comes in to do the dig out for the kind of foundation does it perfectly. Then it's kind of built up through the concrete to the kind of the framing, the form, etc. And it's all built on one another and i think that's one form where it's kind of like it's the output so everyone kind of broadly somehow because even it's not necessarily shared off plan and stuff but there's an energy about yeah. 
building this thing and then it's realized and then they kind of all go their separate ways but they might come together to do exactly the same thing i think that's one thing that has very clear meaning um in the world and kind of always will it's the second part i think we're struggling much more with which is kind of how do you do that at scale how do you kind of actually take on these things and some companies are starting to kind of go look we can but then there's a lot of um yeah almost it's almost like kind of disenchantment somehow that people believe that people almost think that it's not real what they're actually trying trying to take on in terms of in terms of the difference that they're that they're trying to make and perhaps I mean I'm I'm still undecided like some of these things I'm like oh I don't I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on on that apologies to Jamestown um, but others I I go yeah they're clearly they're doing they're doing a lot of stuff and they're doing a lot of stuff right do you mean in terms of that value casting saying we're yeah, doing this because I of X? I do. And this is how come you should come and yep. work with us. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Um, yeah and I guess I see Even that. Even all their product, you actually think their product is like that? Because I, I think sometimes on a yeah. on an organizational level, you chat to people like, I don't actually really know what I'm doing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we're getting paid to do X, but like, what is it we're actually doing? Yeah. Like, but it's like this weird charade. The, yeah do you know that people I do, exist in, I do, and it gets gets quite convoluted and you have to front up to that i think and you can never yeah. break that hmm. sort of <laughs> you can't break that you know if you if you speak about that it's like gets a bit truman-esque in a way it's like a yeah a well, game yeah it is well the truman shows a great analogy i yeah. think for this but i i feel like that's more um it's different well, I think it's more the middle, like that's kind yeah. of like this this kind of charade that it's all going to work out okay, and it's kind of, but it's it's almost a period period of time, and I don't I don't know, like maybe it was forever like like that. It's it's hard to kind of get a because I don't really have a lived experience of it. Yeah, but I think larger organizations and kind of things like clearly all the indicators are they are changing because the very nature of the way that they're run if they're based on capital return is that they have to mm. because they're being asked to de-risk the the capital the biggest risk that anyone looking at long-term return i mean i.e someone who's actually you know putting capital into a business typically has a 20-year window they're going yeah we got to sort this out or this is actually going to become hugely problematic for future earnings which is a really great motivator um to ensure that everyone's actually actually aligned you know i think it's i've spoken about this before i think kind of money at some level is kind of the one of the the biggest human constructs we've ever made and probably the most important in that it actually motivates people to put towards stuff because it has tangible value right you can take that do stuff with it etc but it feels like they're aligned but it's this kind of mushy middle piece that you know but that's what's motivating that's that funny bit that we're at now yeah. and i don't know if we ever asked answer that question hmm. around can you change a bad culture no we did we've hit that haven't yeah, we? yeah yeah we have but and then hmm. it's like now everyone's asking talents are asking it's all in that sway but everyone's asking for this extra layer of meaning to be created and to feel secure yeah. in work that you're doing something greater than yourself yeah whether people are looking for that in the wrong place i don't know but there's definitely mm. work to be done yeah and the idea of work is being questioned and the construct yeah. of work is being for sure questioned. And, and i think that's the second you know like that's the second part to because you know you're right we did answer that about kind of like leadership can come in and recast culture by by stepping back but there's another part to that however which is about can talent not in a leadership position change a bad culture and the simple answer to that is no right they cannot right yeah. so you know one of the unless um, they want to lead 
you know the but kids. they'll never get to it yeah they'll never get to it and you know you see that I've, I've seen that you know certainly in my own career is that you you cannot because the whole the simple fact of leadership is there is a leader so therefore in that unless you're put in that position um it's how can you because they're never going to give you permission to drive it the way that you actually think so i think so much of life is about alignment in that position and if you are um, I guess in air quotes, following someone, you need to be pretty clear that they're actually the type of person that you would want to follow. And they actually do have your best interests at heart in terms of that. And they are true to what they're actually trying, trying to build, right? mm. or they're giving you the freedom to, to help lead. Right. So there's two styles of leadership. There's kind of, there's the people who kind of set up a construct and let everyone kind of go in and lead it in their own way. Or there's the quite kind of aspirational, inspirational leadership style that has a clear vision, but kind of sets it up and, you know, is true to that no matter, no matter what. You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Your hosts, Patrick Beggs of Per Production, a production house that works with organisations to create media that strengthens culture and communicates that culture to the world. And Joe Rogers, CEO of The Contenders, a brand agency famous for crafting brands which deliver results for those who work for them, shop for them and support them. For more information, head to baupod.co. And if you find this podcast insightful, please help us by telling a friend and rating us on iTunes. Thank you. Now back to our conversations. When I was breaking it down into the little bits of meaning that can be created from an organization's point of view, my thoughts behind it were, I think if people sit back as a leader or leader positions and realize people are looking for meaning, it doesn't have to necessarily come from the organization, but it has to allow for room for those people to feel like they can create meaning in their own lives and maybe help with facilitating that and encourage that importance if there is a void in the organization for meaning making spot on and And be front up about that i'm so glad you've taken it there because i think that's that's exactly that's the that's the key i think to kind of the the middle in terms of that you know this idea that kind of you're not small enough to be nimble and kind of you know this this meaning changes as as projects driven and you're not big enough that you're going to be able to actually make large-scale societal or supply chain change but in that you can actually create meaning for the people that work with you but but perhaps it's actually got very less to do with the work and more about the life that you actually actually enable right and you, you see um, you know, I'm still not convinced they're doing this for the right reasons, but Walmart, for example, right, where they're starting to go, okay, you work at Walmart, but we'll actually pay for your college education, right? That's not a bad, that's not a bad trade-off. I'm still not sure how that really kind of um, works. I keep trying to read and I don't fully understand how that, how that kind of comes, comes through. But the intention of that, I think is kind of going in the right direction so in a kind of even at a smaller scale level you know i think even if you you know what if rather than working you know a 40 hour week in a warehouse it was kind of um 30 hours and you got 10 hours to kind of give back that you're paid for that's interesting yeah space to kind of start to create more meaning for people where they could actually do something exactly and it's not all work related and then it plays into that you know community building outside of and you know, it sort of plays off the back of what we're seeing happening from the pandemic. People trying to connect with their location mm. as much as they are online as well. You can build meaning there really well. Yeah. 
But yeah, I think there's real opportunity if organizations are really struggling for that differentiation and actually don't have an organization that can create that huge, overpromised, meaningful existence, which can sometimes turn into a WeWork scenario, which gets very ugly very quickly. Yeah, exactly. Um, iteration number 40 for them now, and they've gone public and it's <laughs> yep. hit a reality. Um, but yeah, it can get really dangerous in that. So I think understanding that meaning subjective and value creation, like we all agree on money, that's where it's a great tool, yep. you know. Totally. But even that's been called into question, but let's not go there. <laughs> but there's no. like a real um, opportunity, I think, for if to think creatively about that. Yeah, but it, time, right? So time is is perhaps the best thing to to think about in in those spaces around that. It has it can actually create meaning. So coming back to kind of where where we started is that if if you're close enough and you can find a way to actually kind of spend an, enough time with your people to understand kind of what their their meaning is and kind of where they're wanting to go to then how can you actually be an enabler of that you know not necessarily kind of you know towards you know kind of where you want to take things but they can they can align they can align it's just really about you know giving them time back to be able to explore those types of things and i think you know like you read a lot of stuff through the through the pandemic is that there's probably there's two um pandemics but one is actually endemic which is that a lot of people don't actually have the time to be able to actually kind of just have a simple space to be able to kind of think about where they're where they're heading next and kind of be able to do stuff to move towards that different different reality and you know i think that is you know definitely one of the failings of our time is that you know this kind of this work week kind of mentality and you know like i, I look back on it and you know i used to when i was younger i would do, easily do 70 to 80 hour weeks now that obviously got me on a certain trajectory etc but a lot of those 70 80 hours when i really look at it they were about traveling all over the place kind of doing this doing that you know constantly being pushed and pulled in different different directions but i kind of had a vision going into it that kind of slowly eroded over over time but the thing that kind of would have been really great is to kind of I probably would have got there in the same way, um, doing it in like a 40 hour, 40 hour space. It's, but then what else would I have thought about? Where else would I have gone? And I think that's the thing that people are kind of realizing is that in our society, this idea that kind of the, the work week as it was constructed and kind of the hours culture is, is just, well, it's a bigger problem than COVID. Let's put it that way. Yeah. That's big construction um, construct. But then when I'm thinking about this, the one value that an organization can do, and this is one for culture building, is to not only allow that time and space, because when we do have free time, we've also got these gadgets that are asking so much of our attention. And I think on a personal level and an observational level, people struggle with time because they're not so used to having that free time. Hmm. So you can just fall into a void and... and watch look, a lot of Netflix. Watch a lot of Netflix, yeah. end up on the gram. Like there's yep. so many, because hmm. we live in an attention economy, so that... You're always getting asked to give your time to make someone else's money. True. You're like whether it's for work or whether it's for leisure. Yeah. So some of the meaning there is to skill up people to really use that time or to just say, here it is. What like to be able to help and enable and empower people to really future cast or, you know, really just have that space in a not a creepy like you've got to think of 
how to solve X, yeah. but just like, really, what are we doing? Like, you know, in a nice, pos- positive way. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't think people allow themselves that time. It's just society. It's where we've ended. It's where we are. Yeah. And yeah. And that's, <laughs> I think that's maybe one of the, one of the things like why I kind of talk about this kind of this, you know, this endemic problem that we actually have and what you're unpacking around the attention economy is, is spot on. It's then how do you resolve that as a as a human? So let's let's say that you know you you do work with this company does value your time and says okay that's cool we know that you can kind of you know you can basically get the work that we are paying you for five days we get that you can probably get that done in four go for your life but then is it on the individual to actually kind of go okay with those let's just say it's eight hours for the sake of the convo that those eight hours I get back what am I going to do? with that what am i actually going to do with it um because that's the part that i think is potentially it's also part of this this challenge that we have is that we're so almost catered for like we kind of live in these you know those bubble things that you put yourself in and roll downhill like i often think like kind of like digital is a bit bit like that like no one crashes into anything anymore it's you know like i i always explain this like to my own kids through like google maps right and they're like you know like particularly where we live they're like oh dad just you know use google maps to find it i'm like no right and they're like why like why why and like i'm like i'll look like i'll use it as a map but i'm not getting the directions of like turn in 200 meters etc and the reason why is because it's it's actually that you should kind of know how to navigate yourself in in space and that's my own sensibility etc if you use kind of um you know kind of google maps and you get directed yeah (laughs) i'm judging you (laughs) get get on learn how to read and math (laughs) in case you're ever stuck yeah but no i'm not saying that what my point my point is that we kind of like it's actually like we're surrounded by all these things and people don't really ever ask the question around their own kind of you know coming back to where we started around their own meaning Mm. and their own intention in in life and like i've i've found that actually really hard during this kind of um time that we live in because like i i am intentional in the things that i actually actually do and i'm quite open about it Mm. right in terms of where i want to get to and kind of what i'm actually up to but a lot of people don't have the same clarity it it seems like i've obviously i've got a great friendship group that does but then when you're out in the universe it's kind of like people don't really have it's not a plan it's more an intention for where they actually want to go and use that time and i think covid kind of showed that up right in terms of that you know a lot of people got a lot of free time back but a lot of people just watch television judging by the conversations that everyone has right in terms of you know like it's yeah i find that hard And a lot of people, I suppose, live. There was also some interesting when people go went for a lot more walks. Like some of the data on it, but that was a, cool. There was a lot of people on screens, yeah. um, and that's the hard thing when we live in a digital economy and we're talking about a certain work- workforce that can be quite flexible with their time, but they're still around those computers, devices that are asking you for mm. your attention to make cash. So yep. it's a hard one to. Uh, so yeah, we're a skilled for labor force, but we're actually don't have the skill necessarily to um, audit ourselves in our own time. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Do you know it. what I mean? I, I don't do. think... Because these other... The attention economy is snuck in the back door and we don't have the skills to 
necessarily monitor that and understand mm. how we're played in that because yeah. the psychology behind those mm. things are outrageous well it's a it's a it's a societal addiction yeah so but it's escapism like yeah. some of it's addiction and you know yeah. it takes a lot to confront some stuff so it's fine you can do exercise you can do lots of yeah. things but the easiest way is to just slug out and i feel it in myself yeah. so it's a hard one and yeah, where an organization hits there, that's the only bump in the road that I see. It's like, have all this time, but like, yeah. what are you going to do with the time? But maybe that's that's what I'm saying is that I don't think it's on the organization. I think it's on the organization to try Give to deliver time. that time yeah. if they can, because it's a great way of kind of establishing it. But if your employees don't have anything to do with, with that time, time, it's not your problem. It, I can't see how that's your problem, but I feel like it might become... Our, oh, will. Our problem, right? It will of, become you know, your problem. This step over and this kind of like, okay, well, we've got to have a program to help people deal with their oh, with their time. Your... Like this is, I think, yeah, kind of part will. of part of one of the one of the challenges is yeah. that, you know, is it that, um, you know, like even even simple things like, and I guess this is kind of, you know, directional, like with the with the walk stuff. Like I, I found that quite interesting um, during during kind of COVID time because certainly you see a lot more people around kind of going going for a cruise, but there's also a lot more litter, right? So when you kind of you balance that out, so I you know I I walk our dog every single day, you know, quite far, um, but you know, like the amount of litter I pick up now compared to pre-pandemic, it's I mean by a quantum, it's probably twenty times the the amount that i would actually see so you've got kind of people going into these environments but then kind of leaving this this trail behind it so the meaning can't be in the environment because you would never do that but uh, i think there's an interesting <laughs> insight on that is you're seeing people who haven't necessarily been in that environment and mm. that's a chance for change to happen sure not yeah. like in a creepy way maybe in a creepy <laughs> way love the trees yeah yeah <laughs> but you do know what i mean like don't people know not to litter though? Sure. No, some you don't, don't think they don't. No, really. Yeah. So did you, I don't think so. But some. Why would you do it? I don't think it's like a f you to the world. There might be a couple who are like, you yeah. can't tell me what to do. I'm just gonna it's throw a strange, stuff. strange concept. But yeah, hmm. where the work steps in there and says you've got to do X with time, that gets a hmm. bit creepy as well. But um, yeah. I think it's a societal issue, and we're hitting think, this yeah, crossover i think i struggle with that part because it's the the you know like i think that's going to be the response perhaps is like you kind of see these like don't litter things and the next thing you know there's like 12 rubbish bins on the way up and someone kind of has to go and collect them right rather than kind of you know you're in a natural environment it's kind of on you to make sure that you know what you pack in is what you pack out right and pre preferably you're taking more stuff that you kind of found that you know potentially yeah. is causing harm and that comes from messaging like yeah you know what i mean that's i do yeah it's culture really hmm. and i think we're hitting on it that we've got a bit of a, a little bit crook. <laughs> yeah. but, but it's like i guess my my point is more like i think it's like it's this digital bubble because a lot of the yeah. people kind of walking in it i think they're in a digital bubble oh i get right? you yeah you know yeah. what i mean like they've got they're listening to some podcasts they're kind of you know they're off they're in, in tuning to bau yeah for sure hopefully yeah, yeah. enjoy enjoy us while you're while you're walking around but don't, don't litter. fucking litter just i get you yeah, pick yeah. up something Pick yeah, up something well, and take it away. Favorite surf spots turned into like a production spot, like a yeah, a great site. Come get your photography done, but then it's a place to get your gram hit, and yeah. it's a place to to, to pop it off. up, to pop it up. But you like you see you see more and more of that. Like it's this augmented reality. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess, but it's it's not really because it's not actually reality. You're actually experiencing something. But it is if you live in that bubble for long suppose, enough. I suppose, I suppose, but maybe this is the thing. 
maybe this is the thing. Maybe I'm just getting old. Who knows? Getting grumpy. But I, I feel like fair th- enough. there's a big part of that, which is not, um, you know, I don't think that's like if it's intentional, it's probably done in a, in a different way. It just it feels like it kind of slips in to this thing of like, oh, yeah, I should photograph that so people know that I'm doing this. And that's, you know. I don't know. There's something in that that you know would probably take us um, years of chatting to, to unpack. But there's there's something in that that is actually not human, right? That is different somehow. That is kind of maladapted to to this thing. Oh, I see it as very human. You see it as innate. Like mm-hmm. it's a trait that I'm not a huge fan of, but I see yeah. it as very human. Like wanting, it's that wanting to fit in. It's that wanting to be part of something. They see it somewhere and they're like, this is how you got to do yeah. it. But don't they already fit in? So they don't feel like that. We're very insecure creatures. Yeah. Like that's, and so that's what you, we're pride upon. But is that what it's tapping? Do you think maybe that's, maybe Insecurities that's, we, sh- maybe we might get past this quite quickly. Um, is that what <laughs> you think, yeah, is that what you think they're tapping, they're tapping into in terms of kind of this, this technology thing? Because I think yeah. that's what, like talking about meaning, right? In those types of situations, I think you find a lot of meaning in life. Like if you're kind of wandering through and there's like a, you know, a beautiful bird sitting, sitting in a tree and you kind of, you hear its call and then you see it and you realize that kind of, you know, we're surrounded by all of this stuff. That's one way you can explore meaning. The other thing I could do is kind of photograph myself kind of at the top of this thing, looking down on this thing and then put that out and, but that's not really going to give me meaning. But that's it's about a, the item. It's I not know, about the experience. But that's what I think we're hitting here, mm. and this is the hard point. It's like to get to that level of being like, oh, I love that bird. We're sitting in this universe. How crazy yeah. is it? What we're doing here? Like yeah. to hit that moment of realization, yeah, 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 you have yeah. to slow the motor down. That is your mind, and that is so much that runs in yourself. And to hit there, and I think as humans in society, we're asked so much that. Our insecurities hit us and go, we've got to take that photo to justify our existence, to say that I went out and saw that bird because I want to impress X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I think that's a, a human thing that's been, uh, what's the word, uh, like exploited to a certain yeah. degree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I think you're really hitting on something because it's the meaning is transferred. That's that's what I'm trying to kind of say back is that the meaning is transferred from the individual to the item. Yeah. So the item then takes the meaning that's of that experience. That's consumerism, isn't it? Like to a degree? To a degree, but yet... Yes, it, it is. But items themselves were were tools, yeah. right? So yes, there's status and all of that sort of stuff, you know, that I do in my day job in terms of projection onto items. But this is different. Yeah. This is actually, it's, it's, a, it's you as the item, right? So yeah. your photograph in that moment, like if you just go, like, I mean, try to do this because it's, it's quite an interesting exercise in terms of kind of how far down you get pushed through an algorithm. Just take a photo of the spot with no one in it right yeah don't do anything oh, don't tag anything don't do anything just take the bloody photo yeah. or take the photo of a really boring um tree that you kind of sat and had your lunch and see how you go right it doesn't do anything and but yet if you kind of did that as a group gathering you had like a perfect set out and some i don't know some festoon lights you're on your way right because you are the item in that in that thing and then that that is all projected stuff onto it but it's got nothing to do with your experience and that's but it does it blends so if you're the person who posts that yeah because you're a human yeah 
you start investing in that post and you start attaching your existence to how people people react to that because you identify with that experience. And then it's like you put it up on stage and it's like are people clapping, are people booing, are people doing this? Yeah, wow. And and like Instagram's been known. I'm definitely thinking of Instagram for the snap put up. Snapchat's the same, but... TikTok you are, too. Yeah, yeah, you're putting it up there to get applauded, applauded to say something. But the stats behind like mm. mental health, why you're actually doing that, what it actually does to your your brain is pretty full on. In yeah, terms well, of you're like health. a product. Yeah, for sure. But it plays on your insecurities, mm. and that is wanting to feel part of something. Yeah, you know, wanting to have meaning. So, and, but uh, you're saying meaning is being applauded, not self-defined meaning saying like... Well, I think the meaning is actually taken out of it. Like, I, I, oh, think, if, sure. I think if anything, like rather than experience, it's actually, it's, 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 it's meaningless. Yeah. It's meaningless in terms of actually, actually what that is. Like, at least in, in my view, I think it actually, it strips meaning from the individual time and time again. So coming back to like your definition of meaning, none of those in terms of whether it's kind of like, you know, kind of about kind of big picture kind of world about kind of political, social or your family dynamic really is in that moment. It's that you've productized yourself and then put it out to the world, hoping that people you kind of roughly know in a digital world who are doing the same thing, then kind of validate that. But you're not validated. That's the point I keep coming back to in all of this is that you but can't be is telling you that you have to but validate you're not. that. Way. I but know. you know that you must know that at some level you must, you must I think you get glimpses, but then it's just so easy to go back and, but do you think people just want to pull the covers over their head and just not for sure. It's so much easier, easier. That's what mm. it's, it's the easy route. I think yeah. the hard route is doing what you're doing and have that solo will get engaged with the nature. Like yeah. it's so easy to lose eight hours on one of those feeds because yeah. it's like designed to lose those hours. Yeah. Whereas if you're hanging out, dealing with your own stuff, like mm. it doesn't allow you to deal with your own stuff. Anything in life, you know, is yeah. meaningful that you work through. Yeah, true, true. And that's a, that's a great point of putting in it. Like, I think that's, you know, that's that's a really nice kind of way to wrap it up is that kind of like meaning is about working through it, right? Rather than kind of lo- looking and observing on it. And, you know, coming back to where we started, that idea of kind of putting intention out to the world and kind of working through it is really powerful really really powerful whether that's for an organization or for an individual it's true it's a good place to wrap that christmas pudding right up yeah done deal all right so we're wrapped for 2021 and we'll be back on deck in 2022 yeah yeah um what are we going to be doing working through it together in 2022 (laughs) yeah yeah well i mean i guess it's you know kind of certainly like places places to go next i mean what i'd kind of love to love to dig into in in kind of in in a granular sense i think is kind of you know what's what's actually occurred in our in our communities during during this time like really occurred right because it's have we actually become more divided or actually have we coalesced and have we coalesced at a, like if you're all right with chatting about this but mm. i think at a, have we at a meta level become more diversive um and um kind of 
and just pulled apart, right? So there's kind of this true polarity that actually seems to occur in everything these days versus kind of at a community level, there's a there's a coalescence that you experience everywhere you kind of go. And you don't have to be a member of that um, particular community. You don't have necessarily have to live there, but it, there's, there's a cohesion piece. But is that big thing stripping that small thing or is that small thing going to be able to actually knit together the big thing is interesting. Yeah, my mind's... Um racing already there i'd love to delve into that because yeah and i think it hits on what we've been talking about today particularly yeah nice Um, one so it builds on that and then also want to unpack joe's going to be in this sort of year like uh bridge gap between 21 and 2022 joe's Mm -hmm. going to be a um He's the BAU COVID <laughs> pinball. I'm going to be the uh, the overseas reporter. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I am. I'm going to. Um, yeah, I'm jumping into the. Uh, I'm jumping into the fire. So um, yeah, like I might. I might not be back until 2023. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> really, don't know how that's all all going to work. But in theory, I'm getting on a plane on Boxing Day, and yeah. I'm supposed to be back in Australia on the 15th of Jan. So time will tell wish me luck um i'm likely gonna need it yeah i reckon you'll have a ball mate you got a good attitude enjoy we're looking forward to hearing it and Uh, how it all happened all right well happy holidays to everyone and happy holidays to to you and your family pat so it's been been a lot of fun as ever and uh look forward to 2022 all right here we go thank you for listening to bau business as unusual subscribe and learn more at baupod.co That's B-A-U-P-O-D dot co.